You disappeared there. Hello. Did I? I'm I'm still here. Okay. okay. Now I hear you. No, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it might be a bit janky. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, of course. It's fine. I work with this, so it is what it is, and so on. Computers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're working one second, and then they just seem to change their mind. Basically. But like I said, uh, if they wouldn't, I wouldn't have a job. So it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at it from a positive side. Yeah, a bit of an expert in this. Yeah, yeah but it doesn't always <laughs> work for me as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, um, yeah. this is the Sister Luna Psychic Services podcast. And we have a very special guest today, Rebecca Oscarson. Is that right? Yeah. yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, she's a Swedish native and a practicer of heathenism, and we've got her on today to talk about the symbology of that religion or that path and um, the ways that it's being co-opted by some folks we're not real big fans of. Rebecca, you told me you pass a number of runes just walking to work each day. Oh yeah, that's uh, that's correct. Uh, I live like like you said, I'm a Swedish native. I live in Sweden, and I live. Uh, how could I say? I live around 40 minutes through uh, from some of our biggest cities. Stockholm is one. Uppsala is another one, mm-hmm. and it's also one of the areas where Viking, uh, the North Germanic people. Uh, who is called the Vikings, uh, lived and uh, were most densely populated here in Sweden during the Viking times. So we do have uh, a lot of, uh, how can I say, um, symbolism and also trails from that time still uh, around this area with big runestones, with uh, old graveyards and all of it. Uh, so it's quite amazing, actually. Yeah, that sounds really, really beautiful and like yeah. fascinating. That's the type of, I don't know, that's the type of architecture uh, that you don't really see. I feel like it's not as popular of a vacation spot as other parts of Europe, you know, so you don't oh, no. see pictures of it as much. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And since they are kind of, we actually save a lot of them. So I do, since I live on the countryside, I do have a lot of acres and so, so around me. Mm-hmm. And you just find them next to the acres, ne- next to the roads, next to the fields, and they just stand there, and they usually have some information about them. So if you want to, you just walk down to one and know kind of what is red and so on. It's just there. Oh, cool! So it's so in it's, a, like a remote location. <laughs> yeah. So it's really some kind of an everyday life thing here. Uh, it's not that talked talked about, but it it is it's there. Mm-hmm. But I guess it's kind of get, get it's it's get to be a part of your regular life, you know, when you just pass by it. You don't really reflect on it. Right. When it's it becomes just wallpaper when it's something you see all the time. Yeah. But I yeah. think if I was just walking through a random field in Sweden and saw an enormous runestone, I would like have a small heart attack and I would be so excited. Yeah. If it was in the middle of nowhere, I'd be like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they they are everywhere. The funny thing is, uh, 
if I can guess this for people like you who's not used to it or live in a country where there's much left of it or mm-hmm. have ever been um it's this kind of really foreign and really cool uh thing for us you know we are at that part that a lot of um, archaeologists uh, they dig up so much crap from the viking age that they just burn it because there's too much we have nowhere to store it, oh or my to goodness. Do it. <laughs> burning historical yeah. artifacts wow yeah. especially <laughs> coins and stuff uh, I mean, you know we did that too but it was kind of at the time of colonialism just to mm. destroy the people that were already here yeah that was very yeah. rude of us Canadians. Yeah. <laughs> Russ is just like, we have too much of this stuff. They left too much. We can't put it anywhere. Oh <laughs> my goodness. So, yeah, but it's, so it, it's a big part of this country, much more than uh, we like to think. Right. Yeah. Well, I think the way you're describing seeing a rune um, where you're at kind of near Uppsala, which is a part of Sweden that I. I'm aware of because of the girl with the dragon tattoo books. All right. But seeing a rune is like no big deal. It's kind of boring. Yeah. Whereas in Calgary, I think the version of that in the part of Canada where we live is like seeing yeah. a statue of a, of a bull or a horse or something. <laughs> They're real big on ranching yeah. part of Canada. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, you understand. But yeah, it's it's a big part of us, and it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. So, um, is there any? Because you do practice like the some of the, you know, Viking type like pagan. Yeah. So uh, I need to get in it. I uh, I practice what we call northern magic. I'm mm-hmm. unsure if that is what you you guys or other parts of the world call northern magic because I have experienced there's a big difference uh some people say that the classical also true is northern magic it's not for me i do not uh go out and you know sacrifice animals to the gods right. i do not uh work with the gods i do not uh practice that kind because that's for me uh is the religion also true mm. so it's right. a it's the faith of the Asar, which is humans in uh, northern mythology. And that's not what I'm practicing. What I'm practicing is what I call uh, northern magic, which is an old ancestral part of the northern Germanic people that lived in places during that the Viking time in Sweden, Norway, Denmark, Germany, England and Holland. Uh, it's the same kind of group of people. It's North Germanic, and uh, the, that religion they do. Some of them were in the faith of the also true. So runes and so are so much is a big part of it. It's it was their written language basically still, so it's still applicable. Uh, but it's not a godly faith like believing Odin or Freya or something like that. Right. That's so That's- interesting. Yeah, so that's a really, really big pet peeve of mine when I watch social media and both American and Canadian and other people all around the world saying that kind of stuff. And I'm like, no, it's not really, but okay. (laughs) 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 
so okay so you're yeah. practicing something that's from the same mm, part of the world but it's a different type of practice than worshiping the gods yeah that's basically what you can say uh the interesting part about that there's really a, actually a really good book on the subject that's called northern magic that for everyone who would be interested in it should actually read and they go through a lot of the history and what is called and the group of people who actually practice it and it is with runes and such in it and why it is like that but it's it's really important to dis, uh, different uh, the northern magic and also to Oh, that's great. I was actually going to ask you if there was yeah. a book you'd recommend because I'm interested personally to go and read it. It's called Northern Magic Runes, Northern Magic Runes, Mysteries and Shem, uh, Shamanism Rune. It's by Edred Thorson. <laughs> John was pulling it up on his phone yeah. on Amazon and he was holding the Amazon right. page in front of me and I was reading it as you were saying it. It's very <laughs> <laughs> that's great <laughs> but yeah that's the book it's really good uh I read it myself and so on and uh, it just came out I think it's the second edition that just got published that's awesome I looked up I went on um what's this website called it's for basically checking to see if people are Nazis let's see ADL <laughs> ADL.org slash hate symbols it was like a full list of all the symbols that like white supremacists are using lately. Mm -hmm. And there was a number of runes on there and I was pretty bummed. And there was even yeah. a few Celtic symbols and my practice does take a lot more from Celtic yeah. uh, magic. And so seeing the Triskeel on there, I was yeah. pretty mad because I've used that a lot and I've always really, I've drawn it on stuff. I never thought that anybody yeah. would, you know, um, see that and think, that I'm a yeah. part of that, but yeah. I can relate. I have uh, the Icelandic Galdur Vagvisor uh, tattooed on me, on my chest. Right. And that one has starting to gain a lot of popularity and I'm like, no. <laughs> oh no, yeah, it's already on there forever. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm like, it's just a compass, stop it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, that's frustrating, yeah. yeah. So it's, a, it's a big bummer and I think the I I think it's a bit harmful I it's, it's good that uh, sites like that exist but yeah. it's a little bit harmful because it it claims the symbols different pers uh, pers for that instead of what it actually is which is a part of heritage but it's a part of form and religion and magical faith and practicing ma magical faith and so on today and to have websites, sure, it's good, to, you know, to warn people, or but it's taken out of context and making something something it's not. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Well, it kind um, of it really helps to feed into the cycle into the actual like intents of, of the white supremacists yeah. is when they yeah. try to adopt these symbols. One of the big things is getting them recognized as hate symbols. It's later yeah. that's not opposed to their ideology or opposed to what they're actually trying to accomplish they are trying to make people feel unsafe and, and take um innocuous or even positive symbols mm. and turn them into something that they're not yeah, yeah that totally and we have a huge problem with that here in sweden uh 
huge. We do have, like all other countries, we do have a little bit of national uh, nationalism and uh, neo-Nazis on the rise, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they are using, or for example, they try to band together the, their own. Um, we're out patrolling the, the streets for the safety of the Swedish people. And Ugh. they take it on themselves to call themselves Sons of Odin. Oh, we yeah, have them we, here we too. Have them here too. Oh, yeah. really? And, and wolves of Odin. Yeah. Oh my God. I did not know. Jesus. Yeah. I thought they were just here. That's a bigger problem. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They tend to show up at any type of rally that's like meant to be positive. For example, an LGBTQ plus like youth uh, rally for gay straight alliances in schools or something like that they'll just mm-hmm. show up and ruin everybody's time you got into an argument with one at that didn't you uh that one was immigration focused but yeah uh, I, yeah <laughs> john in. gets into fights with people wearing that jacket with this oh, oh I, don't, I don't get in fights well not <laughs> physical fights arguments yeah verbal fights <laughs> yeah i got it i had the I have not encountered one, thank God. Uh, so I haven't had the possibility, but yeah, yeah, I would as well probably, or at least ask them a lot of questions. Yeah, uh, I mean that's not even a bad way to um, to like throw a wrench in their plan. Really, is to just keep them talking to you when you know that they're not going to convince you of anything and then that's preventing them from talking to anybody else yeah exactly but so oh my god I do not I'm a little bit stunned actually yeah I had no idea that they also were in Canada it's uh it's really unfortunate too because like it's to the point where you have to be really skeptical of, of anyone that's wearing a rune or, or yeah, yeah. hammer yeah. is a big one. Like yeah, for the sure. Hammer, and I I think the Thor's hammer is great. I think Thor is a cool dude, and I think it's fine for people to worship him and wear his hammer. But it's always if you see someone wearing that, then I'm looking at them and I'm checking like, are they wearing boots with red laces? Are they wearing suspenders? Yeah. Do they have a shaved head? Like, are there other things that are gonna help me determine what the meaning of this hammer is to them? Mm. Yeah, yeah, totally. But why I'm a little bit surprised there that you, not that you have new, maybe new Nazism or people with that kind of view, that's not that shocking, it's happening all over the world, but that you have that group over there is because I can sort of understand why a group here in Sweden or in Norway or in Denmark mm-hmm. would take on that name, would take on that because that is a kind of, because what I think is actually happening and why they take these symbols and what they do uh, is super political. It is the whole discussion and discourse of white people does not have a culture. They don't do anything. This is really common in Sweden and all our government tried to whitewash us even more to say we do not have a culture. So people try to look back at a time where we were great, kind of, and trying to see their heritage and their ancestral path and where they come from and therefore taking the runes, taking the symbols and doing it, kind of bring it forward in that kind of way. 
Yeah. And I like like I said, I can understand that that is happening here because like I said, I drive past runestones on my way to work. Yeah. It's yeah. undeniable and... that it's part of this land's history. Mm-hmm. But that is happening in Canada that way? I think in Canada it's really more of just an excuse to be like a neo-Nazi more than it is a genuine like I don't know I guess in their mind it's probably a combination of both but I think Mm. yeah Um, I know a lot of people also uh, immigrated from Sweden Norway and so on to America and Canada yeah as well yeah well I think that a lot of the people that are adopting these symbols may or may not have some kind of that heritage but i think moreover it's that as a colonial nation canada doesn't really have a history or if you're to look at the history it's pretty bad (laughs) the white people did and if you go further it's a non non non-white history and so these people are are kind of clinging to what they see as as like uh, homogenous ethno state. Yeah. They they kind of flatten all white people into one shared history and yeah. are claiming that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to yeah. mention to you on that site where they were listing the oh. hate symbols on anyone that was like a Nordic symbol, they did say. Like when you click on the link, it says, do not automatically assume that this person is a neo-Nazi because this is also used by people genuinely. They did point that out on there. That's but great. you have to <laughs> click on it. You actually have to click on it to like see the full description in order to see that part. But it is, um, it is on there. It is on there, but it's a problem that you need to click on it because people are short-minded. Will just see that and be like, ah, yeah. Nazi symbol. <laughs> For sure. And there's so many on the list. I was pretty shocked because I, I knew the hammer was a thing yeah. and I knew the wolves of Odin was a thing. Um, but it was like, let's see, Jira rune. I'm going to pronounce all these wrong. Elgin, <laughs> the elk rune, Othala, Tyr, Valknot, um, yeah. and even the raven flag. They fly it sometimes when they have like a... Right? <laughs> Yeah, it's so upsetting. And I've been wanting to make yeah. a bunch of protest signs for next time I go somewhere where they might be there that say, like, Fenrir eats Nazis or, yeah. like, Nazis don't go to Valhalla or something yeah. like that. <laughs> That's great, though. But because the funny thing is with this list and that it is it, uh, I think I told you this a little bit short of over message, Jared Medellin-Buff, we mm-hmm. actually had a legal precip- uh, uh, let's see to find the word word um english is not my native language legal um, proceeding yeah exactly mm-hmm. uh, to actually ban these some of these symbols and some of the runes mm-hmm. and defi- actually put them as hate speech here in sweden so even though it's a part of our history our government actually had that proposition up uh, to uh, actually make it illegal to have those uh, scripted on you and um, other things uh, to define just hate speech. Thank God that did not go through. Um, yeah. They got a lot of backlash, especially from the LARP community. <laughs> <laughs> they take Those that LARP. seriously. Yeah, I, I, I'm a LARPer myself. Uh, I would put that out there. Um, but the, So I know a lot of it. So 
yeah, the LARP community, especially since they are the most ones, even though we have Northern paganism and Nordic magic, for you know, people who practice yeah. that, mm-hmm. uh, the LARP group is bigger. Uh, they are not big, but we are not even big people in Sweden. We are just 10 million. <laughs> Right. So if a hundred thousand LARPers make a big fuss, they will still be heard. Yeah. Uh, thank God. Um, so, <laughs> so that was that was a little bit surreal, actually, to have that up. Uh, you know, since it is a part of his, our history and this country history and uh, so on. Come on, even the how can you say it? Capital of Sweden, Sigtuna. Is still a thriving city. It still exists. Mm-hmm. They still. It's um. It's actually told because a lot of people know about Stockholm, our capital today. Uh, mm-hmm. But before, in the Viking Age, Sigtuna was basically the capital. Uh, but uh, they got notion of uh, plundering uh, people that was coming to plunder and to destroy the cities. So what they did was to put all the valuable things in uh, kind of a big woodstock basically in a huge tree and then they put it out in the water and pushed it away and it actually floated ashore in Stockholm that's why it's called Stockholm a big tree stump in Swedish is stock a big lumber is stock and Holm is a little shore basically cool that is so cool yeah Yeah. the more So that's actually, that's the story we learned in school, at least. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool. That's a pretty cool bit yeah. of history there. So, you know, we still have all this. So it's, uh, it's a big, it was a big shock when that even was considered. Yeah. Uh, well, that a, would not ever be even, that would never even come up here. People are so adamant about their free speech and their ability to yeah. say and wear and do whatever hateful things that they want mm-hmm. <laughs> that that would never even come up I don't think in any way people were voting on it or whatever mm-hmm. you know well yeah. it, it does make me wonder obviously mm-hmm. it does make me wonder um you know groups like the the Sons of Odin yeah. um originated over there and do adopt all these uh, these Norse markings, these symbols. Um, do people opposed to them? Like, do the the anti-fascists there use use any of the same symbols? No, they do not okay. uh, at all. Fortunately, a few of our anti-fascist and left left people, what's left in Sweden, um, is uh, actually usually hope hope I. Hoping on the bandwagon on banning them, unfortunately. Uh, um. times, uh, they buy that up, unfortunately. Uh, some people, especially to the most far left, which, mind you, is way more left than uh, both in America and Canada. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> because we, we usually joke about our right is America's left, mm-hmm. and our <laughs> left is further to the left. They're not communists, but Mm, the socialist and a little bit more yeah <laughs> so um they usually hope on that ban one that they rather um ban it than have to deal with it unfortunately mm-hmm. that is kind of too bad that it, was gonna be one of my main questions was like do you think it's worth keeping 
the symbols and trying to take them back versus, you know, letting them turn into something terrible. Um, and then if we're going to keep them and try to reclaim them, then how, how do we go about doing that? And there are a couple of people on the internet that I found who are trying to start little movements like that, um, a couple of different groups, but. Well, and I, I think if you move to ban them, then you're ultimately accepting the premise of, of the fascists that are trying to use them is that these, that's what the symbol means. Yeah. Um, you're really, you're, kind of giving up the game at that point. Yeah, that's true, because the meaning of the symbol, of the correct me if I'm wrong, but it's like mm -hmm. your your lineage, like your home, the protection of your yeah. hearth. And yeah. so that's a meaning that you can, I can see a white nationalist trying to twist and like adopt, but the meaning itself does not automatically lend itself to that use. No, exactly. Yeah. Um, what I understand, they usually use them as letters instead of symbols, oh, especially right. regular groups. So mm. they try to spell out stuff instead of have them symbolize, for example, protection or, mm -hmm. uh, you know, all of that. Uh, so they usually, yes, use it to write their name or write the, uh, what they want, or this one looks cool and stands for this <laughs> god and therefore, and you're like, huh, that's well uneducated of you, but sure. I think what that's I, with the the tutor rune, right? The spear, because yeah. they use that a lot, and I feel like yeah, it's funny because one of the groups that I mentioned who's trying to oppose the use of the symbols in that way and reclaim them is, I guess it's not a group, it's hashtag that a guy mm. started, hashtag League of Tutor, mm. um, and so he's he's wanting people to adopt this hashtag and use it for that purpose to yeah. reclaim. The Nordic symbols from white nationalists. Mm. Yeah, exactly. But I, the thing is, what I think we actually need to do, and this is a actually not maybe the right time to take this this up, but I will anyway. Yeah, go uh, ahead. And I will bash our school system in Sweden <laughs> <laughs> because it all comes down to education, really. It really right. comes down to, down to what we learn about ourselves and what we learn about our history and. For most Germanic people, mind you, we are mostly uh, built up of the Western world. We are the one who's plundered. We are the one who has gone away and done the shit. <laughs> um, we do have a heritage. We do have a culture in on its own, even though it's so blended out into, you know, the Western culture today. But that doesn't mean we don't have history. And we need to focus more on the history and what's happened to some to kind of find ourselves and see where we have been. Because I think a lot of it stands out from jealousy. Mm -hmm. uh, je jealousy, for for example, with the Native Americans or Native Canadians, Canadians that they have some Thing they can call back to their root and they can't because they don't learn about it and it's a wrong assumption to believe for example that the Vikings uh, by that first of all I hate that we call them the Vikings the Viking, <laughs> Viking was it, it was called the Viking Age sure right. and it's a time period here in Sweden Norway Denmark uh, around 800 after Christ 
uh, up to a thousand and ten, I think, after Christ. Uh, up here, where some people, usually young men, decided to set up shore because there wasn't any girls back at home. It's <laughs> actually true. Here's the, the whole thing is uh, polygamy was actually accepted in the Vi- in the Viking um, in situation marks society. Some of the most powerful men took all the girls oh, and I... had all the girls. So there were none left to the, for the younger ones or the lower standing ones. And all they wanted was to have a family and have kids because that was what you could do back in the day. They did not have internet. <laughs> so they set off to sail through Finland and Russia down to the other man. I don't know what the right call for it. It's somewhere in the Middle East. We call it the Ottomanska Riket in Swedish. Uh, Cat- Catalonia and so on. Uh, Constantinople. That's around. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Constantinople is where they traveled. There was the word. So yeah. uh, they traveled the... there to. Yeah to take on job they sure they plundered and they needed food and they were bigger and broader there's a reason why people in uh, the netherlands and sweden are still some of the tallest people on this earth (laughs) Uh, because we are the same kind of people in from the beginning same kind of folk group yes settle down in different places eat our food and had our children Mm -hmm. Uh, and what they did was they plundered they took mostly Russian slaves, funny enough, sold them and actually got hired as bodyguards in Constantinople. And down there, they're not even called Vikings. They called Rusar or the Rus. And they just plunder. Uh, usually they find a girl, settle down, maybe there. Or they, some, a really few, few of them come back home with a lot of money. Mm, right. The ones so that actually, focus more on the plundering, probably. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So actually, the people who stayed that I am descendant of, I can, I can track my lineage back to the 1400s in Sweden, straight down on my dad's side, not my mom's. She's Hungarian. <laughs> it's a little bit more messy. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, um, those who stayed were just farmers. Right. Hmm. They, they took care of the land. Sometimes some some sun gone off. So those who stayed that we are from are not even really Vikings. <laughs> right, right. That's yeah, that's a good point. I was when you were telling that story, I was imagining being someone who's in Con- Istanbul or what have yeah. you, and then suddenly this enormous yeah. blonde man appears, and you're like, what? <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> It yeah. makes sense that they would go, hey, do you want to be my bodyguard? That's great. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they you went down there. there and just earned a fortune that they couldn't get home in this, you know, poor society where most people just have cattle and did their thing. And mm. the big chief took all the girls. <laughs> that's so mean. Yeah. So <laughs> that's why most of them traveled off. And yeah. uh, it, it was not it's it's not as glorified as it is in the TV show Vikings and everything else. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's just not. Yeah. Um, so I guess so for us here we descendants of we are descendants of people who believed in the also true and were North Humanic and used those symbols and those things. Sure. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it's not 
much more than that, really. Um, but we need to learn these things. I know these things because I'm a huge geek. Um, <laughs> well, you said you were a LARPer. So. <laughs> yes, exactly. My sister was uh, my sister is 11 years older than me, and she LARPed when she was 16, so when I was five. Uh, so I have been kind of brought into this on its own um, quite naturally. And that's why I have kind of this interest in it and have read up, up a lot and learned a lot. But, you know, here in school, the Viking Age and that kind of thing, I don't even think we talk about it more than maybe a month, if, if even in school. Mm, that's odd. Yeah. Yeah. cover the history for more than that. You know, if you were... um. Uh, I don't know. They often call, I think what you're calling LARPing here, yeah. like Nordic reconstructionism. It depends okay. on how accurate what? your LARP is, I guess. <laughs> but when they, when they're trying to make it exactly the same as it would have been in mm. 800 AD, uh, like you said, when they're mm -hmm. trying to get every single detail down to be the same then that they call that reconstructionism and they yeah. would be super offended if you told them they were larping <laughs> <laughs> like well, I don't larping know. usually are a little bit more fantasy and storytelling okay right, yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, each other with foam swords right i'm sorry one more time please whacking each other with foam swords uh, yeah 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 that as well um <laughs> Uh, but we do it a little, it, it's a little bit different here than it is where you live. Uh, there is, you, I know that both American and Canadians use the term Nordic LARPing for a specific mm. type of LARP where they try to imitate how we do it over here. It's not correct uh, though, uh, according to me. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> to sound pretentious. Uh, <laughs> but it's, it's a little bit different, but even, you know, we do have reconstruction, what you would call it as well, but it's usually mm. also just called LARPing over here. Okay. Both of it is LARPing. Both if you do, it, even if you do a scene where you recreate, you know, uh, the AIDS outbreak in the 80s uh, and what happened and all the problem, problem, eh, problematic things that happened over there and social situation and so on, we still call that LARPing. Oh my goodness. No. That's uh, a very exactly heavy subject matter for LARP. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's still, it's basically improvise, uh, improvising theater. It's what it is. And it's mm. called, yeah. if you do it in custom, and if you ha do have some kind of uh, script, but still not, it's still called LARPing here. I see. Interesting. But, there we do, but we also do this because we had this girl, this name Karin in our community, that's, for example, made a LARP called Via de Rielningen which is oh god how do I translate that it's a, it's a it's an old Norse word for uh this bad thing you did <laughs> you did this and it was the ba bad bad and all that is it's it's a it's a viking larp where pe the where a lot of clans come together and then the matriarch dies and they try to summon the gods to, you know, help them figure out. And they <laughs> they managed to summon Loki instead of Frodo. Oh. And, uh, right, so Loki <laughs> is just happens. we we have a we have a person actually a, a really close friend of mine who played Loki uh, who just went around and yeah you know screwed everything up for everyone. <laughs> 
That would be such a fun role to play. Yeah, she, she had a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. So we do that kind of thing as well. And that, I guess, is also a little bit of connecting with the heritage and actually live out that in a way. Yeah. Also, something I realized when I was looking into this more was Mm -hmm. that, well, um, neo-Nazis are so, like, there's so much misogyny and, like, other types of bigotry beyond just racism within their, I don't know, their weird little brains. And when I was looking at the the Norse pantheon, I realized, um, I mean, I don't know if this, again, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, satyr is the type yeah. of magic that can only be performed by women. The book I... Uh, yeah, the one you before. recommended. Uh, we do not know. Uh, oh. There are two kind of... A lot of that kind of stuff got super destroyed uh, when the Christian Christianity tried to, well, plunder their way and spread their religion. Uh, so we, here, here's the thing. What we know is that there were two gods that were usually really, really um, worshipped. The one was Woden yeah. and Freya. Yeah. There are two kinds of magic in the Northern magic that you can practice. One of them is Galdur, one of them is Seydir. Okay. Seydir is more of a shamanism. It's more, tra- you go into trance, you travel between world- worlds, you do that, that kind of stuff. That is really connected to Freya. Okay, so and therefore That's- connected to femininity is where people are extending that forward to. Yes. Okay. While Galdur, connected to Udem, is more more incantation more scripture more poems more intuition mostly what we most vikings and other magic practitioners used to do that's the old galder way mm-hmm. uh, you know you burn a candle you put intuition into it uh, you say a few phases and then it's done that's the galder and that's connected to Odin. uh the reason why when when the Roman the Christianity tried to break in into the Nordic area, of course Freya as a female goddess got more burned than Odin. Mm. Yeah. So that's why that is more erased, and that is also why a lot of people, especially in neonazism, think that Asa uh, Tru and Northern uh, magic and all of it is more male dominant because of Odin. Got, didn't his things didn't got burned down as well also his rune and his symbols w- were mostly preserved in really um rich people houses is the easy way to say interesting they didn't get plundered as much they got left behind a little bit more and that's why there's mm-hmm. more trails of Uden than it is of freya but the story goes it's actually freya taught odin some of the shamanism part the savior yeah yeah that's also um, what i'm reading was that if that's yeah. what i was gonna make is that odin is practicing this feminine magic and he yeah. was like adamant to learn it and that he had to ask freya to teach him how to do it and like i feel like that whole narrative would really bother guys who are wearing the sons yeah. of Odin like jacket <laughs> or whatever <laughs> yeah because yeah, unfortunately we have a lot of girls who wear it as well here uh but that's a whole other issue 
and I'm all other thing and they get to stand behind that I'm not mm-hmm. um but that's the whole that's the history of it Freya was the main uh magic wielder basically and <laughs> that's kind of that kind of magic because there was an upswing in northern magic especially in Sweden uh during the 15 to 1600s uh right before the witches burning thingy happened Mm-hmm. Uh, where the whole uh, savior part actually was a big thing of it the whole put yourself in trance using belladon and other uh, mm. quite poisonous uh, things to put yeah. you in a hallucinate state uh, and practice that kind of magic and that is the magic who is connected to Freya. Wormwood would that be one? That's the first thing that came to my mind. Yeah mm-hmm. probably probably um, would not probably surprise me. <laughs> uh, yeah, but okay, yeah. well, when you're describing these two different types of magic, it makes sense yes. to me that the church would be more adamant about eradicating the Seder, sorry yeah. about my pronunciation, nice. it's um, all right. variety of magic because that doesn't fit with the way that churches yeah. uh, conduct themselves. Whereas magic associated around lighting candles, burning incense, and reading specific words is the same thing as being at church, basically. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah it's not that much of a difference. Yeah, so that's something that they could more easily kind of warp and, like, adopt yeah. and yeah. exactly, like, weave it in to get people to come over to their side. Mm-hmm. I don't know a lot about the Christianization of Germanic countries, but I do know quite a bit about the Christianization of Ireland in particular, and that's a lot of what they did there was take gods and goddesses and then yeah. turn them into saints or yeah. try to diminish their power by calling them fairies and stuff like that yeah here they didn't do that they just burned everything down basically. <laughs> uh, that, that, that's it they didn't try to convert it we don't we do not really have saints uh that is based upon the old also true we do not um mm-hmm. in, in the same i lived in ireland so i had a that's mm-hmm. So I have a little bit of connection there as well. Um, so it, it's a huge difference on its own. Uh, but yeah, they mostly burned our shit down. <laughs> they took a and much more direct God on it. Mm, yeah. But you know, they were uneducated uh, wildings in the north, basically. Uh, that's how they were seen. Um, yeah. Right. So it was easy to do, I guess. I don't know. I'm unsure. I think that that is still perpetuated to this day of like pagans being just, um, like you said, uneducated, wild, like yeah. crazy people, which is the same way that they described and still view indigenous people in Canada as an example. Mm. If we're looking at pagan religion as a pre-Christian, pre-colonialism practice, mm. then that's a similar story of, well, this thing that you were already doing is not as high-level, intelligent, sophisticated yeah. as we're bringing you. And so people who continue to, well, not so yeah. much people who continue to practice that now, because I think that's not as bad, but when you look at history, that's always how... The narrative is told because the narrative yeah. is written by the winner of the fight of course <clears throat> but i also yeah. think that since they just burned everything down and converted people that way 
uh, I think that actually is one of the main reasons why at least Sweden is one of the most secular countries in the world right now. Uh, we do not have a prominent Christian faith. We mm. do not. 80, I think it's called that 80% of Swedish people at least uh, do not believe in God or a God. They might believe in something, but not a God in that might way. Might be like agnostic. Right? Yeah, so most, most people are agnostic. They just do not know the word word though as you might yeah. call them atheism right um but because that's sure we i usually call call us hobby christians <laughs> <laughs> because we do still we do baptize our children uh some get married in church but this is nothing to do with religion it's mostly it's a nice building (laughs) maybe that's why sweden is so like egalitarian in its society compared to like north america people are not all fired up about god (laughs) yeah and and of course we did did have you know the pro if if it wouldn't be Protestant. That's the Christian faith we have here. Okay. And that is, yeah. Because we were, of course, Catholic and all. That was nice. And then Luther came along and did his thing. <laughs> and that happened. And then the faith has just basically run out on anyone. Everyone is like, yeah, we went to church because that was the community we had in yeah. a small, super poor country. A lot of people do not. Uh, recognized that Sweden was one of the top five poorest countries in whole of Europe in the 1930s. Mm. We are a really new, new rich country on its own. And that's all after Second World War, um, really. And then basically working hard and doing and socialism in its own and, you know, doing right for yourself and provide for your family all that thing and work uh, basically took over the church uh, place in the society. Mm, right. Uh, so that happened quite naturally. And I also think it could be because we didn't have that strong faith in the beginning of it. And we didn't have a connection to everything all around us in Christianity. Mm-hmm. They never took Uden and made him God. Right. They just told him, told us he doesn't exist this guy does so that didn't work as well hey there's yeah. a lot a lot of catholics in ireland still right yeah. like irish oh, catholics yeah. is a so huge many. thing and it's because they took these deities that irish people were already worshiping and kind of yeah mixed them together with christianity and that worked like saint patrick right that was his yeah. whole saint patrick a uh, brigid is one of them yeah saint bridget i've got a I mean, I've got a tattoo more so of the goddess rather than the saint, uh, I like to think, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's a big thing. And that's that I, I think that made it connect more to the Irish history on its own. And that made it stuck a lot, lot more. Yeah. Mm. Well, and also, you're talking about like modern representations of mm-hmm. quote unquote Vikings. Yeah. It's they always hit that narrative really hard of the uh, resistance to against Christianity. You know yep. what I mean? Like that's always the plot point. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's a big thing. Uh, they killed a lot of people there. Uh, those who didn't kill was the one who reformed. Um, but yeah, it is a lot, huge thing. It was a big part of the whole shebang. 
<laughs> how I could say, you know, yeah. it's it's a sad history on its own, but it is what it is, and we do have a society after it today. We can't deny yeah. that. We don't know what it would be otherwise. It could be better. It could be worse. It could be whatever. It is yeah. where we're at right now, and we need to handle mm-hmm. it. But mm-hmm. I also think it's important, even for neo-Nazism, to actually feel connection to their root. But they need to learn more. They need to study it and not just slap on the tyrone and go forth because it's the warrior science. It's not mm-hmm. that. And I think that if we connected more with it and they connected more with it, maybe they actually would have a little more of an understanding for things. Yeah, right. I feel like if we sat them down and fed them some belladonna and like pushed yeah. them into Freya's arms, maybe they would <laughs> be better. They would it. die because belladonna is super poison. <laughs> well, wow. just give them just the right amount, just enough, not enough to true. kill you, just enough to make you hallucinate. <laughs> true, true. The, um, I, I think the most scary part for me is actually how a lot since paganism and Wicca and all this. Things is, is starting to get an uprise right now. It's mm-hmm. I, I see it gain so much more popularity all around. And even in, though I have been practicing for a long, long time, uh, like before my teenage years, mm-hmm. um, because of my family, um, it's have an upswing right now. It's so, crystals are super popular. Even Instagram celebrities use them mm-hmm. uh, and put on the meaning, slap on a meaning to it, and you're like, sure. Um, yes. So what? doing that. What's her name? Gwen? Uh, I know. Gwen? I have no idea. <laughs> a goop actress. Do you know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh. Uh... Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh she, yeah. Yeah yeah. She sells like um crystal goop. yoni eggs and stuff on her yeah. weird goop website. <laughs> yeah. Of course she does. Um. But yeah. So that whole it's starting to get a little bit mainstream. Uh, mm-hmm. Which I've seen that these neo well, they who have this kind of nationalism point of view actually starting to get into it as well. Right. Hmm. And I don't know if I condone it or if I'm a little bit scared, scared for it. <laughs> I'm not decided. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's the same. I mean, anything can be uh, yeah. twisted into something else. Like, that happens all the time. Yes. So that is a fear, for sure, yeah. is that the nationalist mutant version of yeah. um, northern magic like as you call it it becomes yeah. the dominant expression that would be terrible I think it's yeah. even more important for people who practice it like as normal humans yeah who aren't hateful um to be more visible and to be more adamant that th- this is the meaning of these symbols not yeah the other narrative that you've heard. Hmm. But I think that also could be a good thing in itself because if you give a meaning of a symbol and not this, if you give them the real meaning of the symbols, then how they use it, we can't really, we, we can't change that. We can't make them not because they're mm-hmm. gonna. Yeah. Um, but if they maybe know that it's just not letters, they do have meaning, they do have, function really because runes and so on are mostly a function in northern magic yeah uh and especially with the galdir uh there is really really much function runes have a lot of symbolism a lot of um function in that way yeah maybe they stop using it for that i don't know yeah i did one time i um had to do 
a really int- I went to okay this is a weird long story but I'm gonna tell it anyway <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> I was invited to a sweat lodge by an Iroquois friend of mine at the Sutsina um, reserve so that's an indigenous reserve in near Calgary the city where I live and during the sweat the sweat holder in the middle of it when everybody's melting and we've been in there for I don't even know how long he points at me and he says there's an evil spirit points inside your friend and I was oh my god (laughs) and so then and sure enough the friend that he was talking about had been complaining of feeling like really off really angry and like weird and that he felt that there was something following him around so having him already told me having told me that and then hearing it from yeah Hal Eagle Tail I realized okay well this seems true um and I performed a really intense cleansing for him. And then when I got home, I took a stone in my garden and I drew the Othala rune on it and like tried to use that as an anchor for protection of my home mm. so that this wasn't going to follow me in when I was yeah. done. Um, and so, and that worked really, really well. Is that the type of functionality that you're referring to for runes? Yeah, a little bit, but not really. Uh, yeah but just to give them that meaning so they don't create their meaning of it. Yeah. Like we talked a lot with, uh, with this web, the web, Ooh, Swedish <laughs> tried to creep up on me. Website, <laughs> uh, website, uh, where the meaning of the runes and where you find is like hate symbols. If we try to give them the real meaning of it and not what mm. the neo-Nazism tried to give it, yeah, that's true. It yeah. would almost be better if they had it, because they're kind of, I think they're alphabetical or something, so yeah. the other symbols that aren't Norse are mixed, are all mixed together. Mm. So mm. it might be better if they presented those as a whole separate section and have it with a header that says these are actually historical and religious symbols for people. Yeah. You know, yeah. They are both. That's the problem. The old Futurank is usually the one who's both uh, used as uh, letters because they were written to mm-hmm. you know point things out uh, in okay. sentences uh, yeah. on the stones and such but they also had a meaning but I rather have someone have um, the only one on itself for protection or something than to have it spell or then have it spelled out as a hate message yeah mm. yeah I rather so. will have that really sure mm-hmm. you could say they are doing that with the tier um rune but at the same time kind of not yeah uh, uh, because what they use there is yes it's worn whatever i'm sorry i need to give my cat attention so he knows where i am because he's <laughs> he's wondering where i am hold on he's deaf and old hi <laughs> Aww, little deaf old man cat yeah he's 16 years old so <laughs> He can't hear a thing, and sometimes he just stand in the middle of a room screaming for <laughs> someone to go and look at him. So he is like, ah, they're human. <laughs> so, sorry. Side note. <laughs> okay. um, how do you feel about people who uh, dabble, like people who are just a vague neo-pagan uh, dabbling with parts of Northern Magic and not dedicating themselves solely to that? Oh, that's a hard question. <laughs> um, Northern magic 
in its own is not considered a closed practice uh, in the general pagan world. Um, yeah. I do think that you shouldn't be, as long as you read up on what you do and what the things is, then it's probably fine. I, I, I have not really decided on my thoughts on this yet, because like I said, uh, I've seen both American and Canadians, uh, especially on TikTok, because, yeah. hello, <laughs> yeah. um, say things about Northern religion that also through, or, um, you know, um, Northern magic that just rubs me the wrong way. Uh, it's mm. a little bit weird to feel cultural appropriated in that way because mm-hmm. that's the closest I can get to it uh, I don't I know it's not right uh, but it's the closest word we have for it makes I me feel I a that's... little bit uneasy at times uh, it makes me feel uneasy at times uh, but at the same time I don't know if I want or can gatekeep it like that mm-hmm. So I think that as long as you actually read up on the things, uh, don't prohibit for bad things and others. At the same, but at the same time, if you want to do dark stuff, that's on you. That's gonna be on you. Right, good luck. Yeah. Have fun. Yeah. You know, that's for every practitioner thing to do. I'm not gonna judge anyone. I'm not gonna, you know, make them not do it. I would not, but that's solely up to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I think that. Since the Galdir practice is basically what a lot of pagans do. Yeah, definitely. It is, it is what that is. Uh, it's a hard thing to say that, oh no, 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 or something like that. Yeah. Um, um, but most I totally understand, like I totally agree yeah. with you when people get online and they start talking about something and they don't actually understand it. And especially when they're taking the stage instead of someone who does know, you yeah. know, speak on that. Yeah. But what I was talking about more so yeah. rather than TikTok, which is, was people oh, yeah. who are practicing like privately with those oh. symbols. Yeah. God, I can't stop anyone. Go ahead. <laughs> Be careful. Uh, weed up. Educate yourself. It's it's I, I that's all I can say really. Yeah. Uh, but because it, it's with a lot of things when it, when people practice. Um, well, now I'm not a part of a coven. Uh, I'm not that kind of witch. I'm a solitary witch out in the woods of the Swedish countryside. Uh, <laughs> it's not even a joke. <laughs> it's actually where yeah. I live. Yeah. <laughs> I have my house. I have my wife, cat. Uh, we have a white cat too. Oh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you know, I do my thing and they do theirs. Right. And it's just for people. Uh, people just need to be careful and, like I said, educate themselves. And that's on everything. Even though it's not paganism and it's just, you know, socialism or if it's political or for debating or anything, just read more. That's mm-hmm. always good advice. <laughs> yeah, read more, learn more. There are so much scripture and text and, you know, don't, because we usually turn to articles these times mm-hmm. of day. Yeah. Uh, and get all our, our, you know, notion about the pol- uh, political science and magic and so on 
from articles or Pinterest. Uh, <laughs> all been guilty, me too. Um, <laughs> and so on. Or Facebook groups where you find me and so on. Um, but we just need to read more about everything. We don't do have the fact because not, not all books are great. Uh, some are full of shit. Uh, <laughs> but it's easier to get the to get the right facts and so on and the right function from books than from the internet. Mm-hmm. Well, it's easier to spot the bullshit the more that you've read. Yes. <laughs> That's, that as well. That as well. Uh, we have actually, like I said, not going to bash the Swedish school system or any school system, but people read less these days. And it's mm-hmm. detrimental to our society on its own. Mm-hmm. Uh, because books are so much better (laughs) yeah well on the Facebook groups like you were saying I find a lot of people who when they get new to the group they get added in and they say I'm new to this can someone teach me how to do it and I feel like the only reasonable response is for someone to say okay here's six books read them all and then come back and then we'll talk (laughs) you know but but the thing is people don't want to do that People want yeah. the easy way. Can someone just give me the short notes on it? Mm-hmm. Uh, and going, that's why I'm doing it, not to plug myself, but I do have a small little magic store here in Sweden that I created oh, cool. during the coronavirus. You definitely uh, was, plug it. <laughs> What's it called? Uh, Magi Shop. So M A G Y Shop dot S E. M A G Y Shop dot S E. Yeah, so magic without the C. Mm, I get it. Uh, because in Swedish, uh, magic is magi. Mm, okay. I think I've seen it spelled like that, actually, now that you mention it. Yeah. That's one of those so, words that got, like, half a dozen different spellings that people use. Yeah. So, and that's the Nordic where both Denmark, Sweden, and Norway use that spelling. Um so I, I did that, and I really, really focus on actually getting good books on there. I have so many books, so I put on books so people just can get them books. <laughs> Great. So then if books. somebody wants to practice Northern yes. Magic and they don't know where to start, they can go to your website and hook themselves up with some books that they already know are going to be the good ones because they've listened to this podcast <laughs> and they know how yeah. knowledgeable you are. Uh, yeah that would be great if I shipped outside of the Nordic countries <laughs> mm. well who knows maybe someone from Sweden will listen <laughs> yeah so Swedish like, gal in my in my yoga teacher training maybe she's oh, listening and she'll come oh, become well, hold on. <laughs> fine but yeah so but because I think that is important overall because you can't it's magic isn't just you know an easy fix people like to use it as an easy fix both for their problems yeah. And that it would be an easy road to it. But that's when you start to, you know, step down into cultural appropriation. That's when you start to dabble in closed practices. Uh, my best friend is <laughs> part Celtic, Sami, and uh, Caribbean. Mm. Uh, so she, she's dabbling all of those three practices on its own. Uh, but they all are closed practices in a way. Not the Celtic one, it's not as close, but this the practices of the Sami people is really yeah. close off. Voodoo, that is for the Caribbean and yeah. the dad side of the family, also super closed yeah. practice. 
and it's good to have a notion of it, but it's not really appropriate to practice. You know, magic isn't. Uh, I I see it a lot of meditation and self care and mindfulness more like I'm gonna do this spell to fix my problem. Mm. Yeah, well, I yeah. have had that conversation with a lot of people now too. I'm yeah. like you that I grew up in a in a pagan family, mm. and so I've been practicing my whole life. And yeah. I've had a lot of people now throughout the years come to me and say, like, you know, whatever. Yeah. I want to learn how to how to be a witch, and I mm. usually tell them, okay, well, you should just go outside and sit there for at least half an hour. Sit yeah. under a tree for at least a half an hour. Good job, you were a witch for today. Like, <laughs> I don't yeah. know. There's, it, you're right. Like the spiritual aspect of it and the meditation is so yeah. important, and so is the studying. Like, those are really the two pillars that it's all built yeah. on. Well, and I, I think another thing of that is that so much of the, the non-spiritual part of it, so much of kind of meditation and. Mm. You know, intentional thinking has been co-opted by this, I don't know. Toxic positivity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Broadly liberal ideology of, of, well, if you use meditation in your workplace, then you'll be more productive and you can yeah. make more money for your boss. And that's really not what it's for. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Yeah, but this is a whole, you know, you need to find yourself. That yeah. whole thing, and you need to my body, mind, and soul, all that thing, mm-hmm. mm. uh, and inner peace, and everything that has had a huge upswing again because it was also in the 70s a lot, at least here. <laughs> yeah, it definitely was here too. Like, yeah. that's where my mom really started to lean into it mm. during that research. Yeah in the 70s for sure yeah and I think I mean I think for my mom it was mostly my mom and my father's a woman on my father's side of the family is easiest to describe because the lineage is way too tricky (laughs) um did that because for my mom it was more like she's she she's raised super catholic uh in Hungary in Budapest during the Russia occupation uh of Budapest so she's born in 1955. Uh, the Russians invaded in 56. So she's brought up super Catholic, uh, super restrictive. And mm. she, but she still had a best friend who was uh, Romani, for example. Mm-hmm. And had, she had those kind of connections. Yes, that her, her grandma that she lived with really hid it from her. So that may when she moved to Sweden, because uh, my grandma is a political refugee from Hungary here, mm-hmm. because they worked with nuclear weapons in Hungary and the Russian wanted them. So they fled. Oh, OK, <laughs> so they came here and then both of them started to, you know, look into Tarot, look into all that kind of things instead, because it was more open and accepted here in Sweden. And it was during the 70s. Right. So right. that's the way as well. I've gone in with it with my, for my mom, but then I had on my dad's side this all, all relative out in the woods that helped me uh, get rid of a wart when I was a child. <laughs> Super surreal thing. She tied a little knot around it and mumbled, uh, mumbled words, and then she put the thread in a pot with soil, and when that one got rotten. Uh, the wart uh, fell off and it actually did 
neat. So that's the more kind of Nordic magic that is old here in Sweden uh, mm. than the other thing. Right. Uh, so so you said this. Mm. I was going to say both of us have a connection to um, Romani practice in that way. Yeah. And mine is a little bit further back. My, uh, I mean, again, there's no like paper trail um, no. to prove this, yeah. but it's family like knowledge or whatever that mm. my uh, great grandmother um, was a Romani in the mm. Ukraine. And yeah. she, yeah. Uh, apparently her alias was Rose and therefore okay. my mom gave me that as my middle name so <laughs> I have that her name the funny thing there is that there are runic tra- you know trails from the Rus or the Vikings that actually traveled away both in Ukraine in Hungary and other Slavic uh, notion as well because they liked to put runes on shit <laughs> uh, I think it's actually I, I don't remember where it is but is this somewhere it's an old old temple wall I think and it's actually had scribbled runes on it which basically said Joan was here oh and that is from the Viking Age wow that's hilarious <laughs> Viking Age bathroom graffiti basically yeah <laughs> I need to find a link to that uh, to be more precise for you. But so, you know, so that is also a lot of Romani and that even though it's, it's its own faith, but it actually has a lot of trail of old northern magic as well since mm. people traveled down and stayed. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was really going to say a lot of what the practice that my family actually did growing up, like mm. my Baba, my mom's mom and my mom, yeah. and you know, is very centered around um, gardening and growing stuff. Yeah. Like it's very much a green, mm. I guess they would call it green magic, green witchcraft now, yeah. but, or folk magic too, where you're just, yeah. rather than going by any one particular book or following any yeah. deities, you're just going into the land, like the location yeah. where you are and learning f- directly from that. Yeah, exactly. And that's how most of the North, Northern magic works as well in a lot of it, at least here in Sweden, mm. way back. Cool. But it's, it's really similar. And I guess that, that it's like with all things kind of European, since it's all so incestuous and all things alike, it's not the same because they're a different culture, but it is alike. That's why it can be, be you know, pretty it could be used in that so many ways and has so similarities. Mm. We see that in our language as well, for example, knife as an English word in Sweden, it's knuv. It's not that different. Mm. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, this has been an awesome talk. Thank you so much for meeting with us and Mm -hmm. putting up with me getting my days mixed up. Yeah, <laughs> there's no worries. I hope you got what you wanted. Uh, Absolutely, this has been yeah. wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, one more time, the name of your store before we go. Yeah. The website. Yes, for the Nordic people, and for the one <laughs> time I actually decide to ship outside of the Nordic region, it's magihop.se or se. And so, that's spelled. M-A-G-Y-S-H-O-P dot S-E? Yeah. 
We can, uh, we'll link to it as well. Oh, that's so true. We'll link it, yes. Um, And I wanted wanted to point out before we leave, too, there's a group, maybe you can help me pronounce this because there's no way I'm going to get it. Mm -hmm. It's spelled S-V-I-N-F-Y-L-K-I-N-G. Please send it to me so I can read it. (laughs) Um, The English translation is Heathens Fighting Hate. And it's like a group that is working yeah. against the co-opting of those. Do you know them? No, I, know. I have not heard of them, actually. That's great. Yeah, I just found them when I was researching it. So Heathens Fighting Hate. They did publish a picture of Thor's hammer with the words, this hammer smashes fascism. <laughs> That's good. That's <laughs> and then also hashtag uh, League of Theater for yeah. places where you can get involved and show, you know, the true meaning of the symbols okay thank you so much rebecca yeah, thanks rebecca thank you so much it's been have a great a time and if you have any more questions or something don't be afraid to contact me or anything sounds great i'm gonna buy that book and then i can talk we can have a book club about it oh that would be great <laughs> <laughs> okay have a good okay. rest of your night same bye bye